0: Blessed be the God of our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen? So we think we're going to, to learn about these spiritual blessings. What are the spiritual blessings that God has given us? Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about the fruits of the Spirit. I was talking about the... Uh, Fruit is singular, a fruit that has nine flavors, right? And they come as a package. And, uh, and I also um, talk about the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, faithfulness, self-control, right? And, I, and then I also uh, talk about the, um, the distinguish between the fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, right? And I say gifts are spectacular and sensational, but fruit is what will remain, eh? And we talk about fruit are outward, can be seen, G- no, sorry, gifts are outward and can be seen, but fruit is inward thing, right? And so on and so forth. So, as a natural p- progression, th- today I'm going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, right? So, uh, let's jump right into it. So, let's look at the... from. This is taken from the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, can, 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 you, can, you, can you read it? Can, can you see it? Can you see the word? Okay. Um, maybe we could just read it uh, together, right? Uh, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit Is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of knowledge through the Spirit, to another the word of, sorry, the wisdom word knowledge, through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Okay, let us pray. Father, I thank You for, for this day and for this opportunity to share Your Word, and I just pray, Lord, that You guide me as I venture into sharing your word and to explaining the various different gifts that you have given to the body of Christ. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So from the scripture, we can tell that uh, that God doesn't want us to be ignorant. He doesn't want us to be without knowledge or not to know about the gifts of the Spirit. And it goes on to say that there are diversities of gifts, right? So, they, so these gifts are diverse parting, they are distributed, act of dividing, right, so you have like different ministries, so our church, we have different ministries, like prayer ministries, music ministries, you know, different ministries, and also different activities, right, but it's the same God who works in all of this, the same spirit in that works all this, right, and then uh, it goes on to say about, um, and then give some examples of the various gifts of the Spirit, right? So let's move on to the next slide here, and we will uh, just give an an example to distinguish between uh, spiritual gifts and natural. So natural gifts are possessed by unbelievers. The gifts of the Spirit is given to believers, not to unbelievers, right? So when you came to Christ... You put your natural gift on the altar. You submit it to, to God, right? And, uh, but spiritual gift is of God, and it's given to believers and not to unbelievers. So God is a father, and he has special treasure store in heaven for his family, right? God wants to give us the ability. He wished to add to those you already possessed. God wants to add gift to those who don't have natural gift, right? And whether it's natural gift or spiritual gift, God gives them both, and He demands an account on how they are both used, right? And there was a parable. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the parable of talents, right? So in that parable, the master gave to his servant talents, but actually those are it's weight of silver in in those days is is a measure of value, weight in silver. And they were given, like, uh, I would imagine, because they say 16 years labor. So I would imagine it's like maybe 16 years of labor, maybe say about half a million dollars. I mean, you know, if you are just, let's say, based on minimum wage or something like that. So so each three servants were given this amount of money, right? So, uh, and the master left, and after a long time, I'm not sure how long, but it's 10 years later, and he came back and asked the servants to give an account. In other words, give an account of your actions. What do you do with that? With that that God has given you, right? And two of the servants came back and said, you have given me five talents, and I made another five. And the other one was given, I'm not sure, three talents, and was, he made another three. And the master said, good Well done, and faithful servant. You know, come and enter into the joy of the Lord. But there was one servant who received one talent, and he was so fearful, and what he did was he buried it. All right? And so the master was not pleased with a servant who did nothing. Right? He was fearful. Right? So let's just move on to uh, now as to the gifts of the spirits. Right? So as you can see, so i just try to summarize what I want to say. So Paul, the author of 1 Corinthians 12, wrote down nine such gifts of the Spirit, right? So I just want to say it's not an exhaustive list. There were others in Romans 12, Ephesians 4, and scattered through the rest of the Scriptures. But today we just focus on such nine gifts, right? So if you notice, five out of the nine are gift speech, right? So God uses language supremely as His channel of power, right? So in the, you see, in the beginning, when there was nothing, you know, the Bible's in Genesis chapter 1. It was, it was darkness and spirit was hovering over the waters. And what did God say? Actually, he says, like be, right? But some translations say, let there be light. It said, "Light like be, and there was light, right? So, uh, so, as for us, you know, we have, if we are not willing to let our mouth go and have our tongue serve the Lord, then there are many gifts that will not get passed on, right? So it's not just about the pulpit ministry but speaking about the body of Christ, right? So that we were willing to open our mouth and, and let we will hold, on, hold, hold up God's word, okay? So I have basically categorized them into gift of revelation, okay, with the first one, and then gift of power and gift of utterance, right? So, gift of revelation is to give, given to reveal something, right? Gift of power is given to do something. And gift of utterance is given to say something, right? Okay? To say something, right? Right? But, but then here is a gift of healing. Sometimes this gift works together, right? You may have a situation, a gift of healing working together with a gift of faith, right? the faith for healing, right? Or sometimes they have a gift of tongues, right? I mean, different kind of tongues, which basically means language, right? And then you, it works with interpretation, right, of what you are, when you're speaking in unknown language, right? So, right, so so let's move, quickly move on to uh, the gift of the word of wisdom. So, word of wisdom, uh, just kind of Phrase it this way: Is to able to say a thing that clears up a difficult situation, seemingly impossible circumstances, right? So, and I'll give an example of uh, Solomon. Right, Solomon was speaking to God. So what? Ha- so what was the Bible says in Kings chapter three, right, that the Lord appeared to Solomon, the King Solomon, right, in the Bible, in a dream by night, and God said, ask what shall I give you, right? So Solomon was the king. He could have asked for wealth. He could have asked for long life. He, he could have asked for, you know, that his enemies, you know, be defeated. You know, he could ask for a lot of things. But what did he ask us for? He asked God to give him wisdom. Give me wisdom, right? And Solomon had a word of wisdom, as he judges wisely, right? So as, as, you, as you know that, what happened was uh, he was asked to make a judgment, a ruling between two women, both claiming to be a mother of a child. So the two women are saying, this is my child, right? And the other woman is saying, her child. But the fact of the matter is that one of the women's, uh, they were staying together, and, but uh, the Bible says that one of the women's child was dead. Uh, apparently, she, uh, you know, she, she, she accidentally, s- like, s- on, sleep on, slept over the baby and the baby died. And so, can you imagine the, as a king, you know? Uh, so Solomon re- revealed the true feelings and relationship to the child by suggesting to cut the baby in two, with each woman to receive half, Right? you know, cut the baby in two both of you take half, you know so in this way the the non-mother or the fake mother so the the, the fake mother entirely approve of this proposal you know, but I mean, I would say the real mother or the, the mother, right, her true mother says, no let the, the other woman have the baby you know, let the child live, you know So, it's able to say a thing to clear up a difficult situation, seemingly impossible circumstances, right? So, would you like that gift? You you can pray, Lord, give me a word of wisdom, right? Maybe you need that word desperately now, right? Okay? And there's another scripture to talk about wisdom that is given, uh, you know, like in James, right? So, if any one of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, right? who will give it generously without finding fault, right? So there's also an aspect where you could ask for wisdom, right? And I'll just move on to the word of knowledge. I think the next one, okay, the word of knowledge, right? I want to say that the word of knowledge that not come from books, right? You know, there's wisdom reading books, right? Or having a big library or or, or a, 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 a theological degree, right? So the word of knowledge is to have an immediate access to encyclopedia of God's mind. To know something only He knows. Right? Because God knows about everything so that you may have the knowledge of God has to minister needs. Right? It's given to you to minister to the body of Christ. Right? So it's a supernatural knowledge you can't get out of book. Right? So I just want to have uh, to, to share a testimony regarding this word of knowledge, right? So when me and my family arrived in Canada, we were looking for a, a church, right? Because I, I don't know any pastor, I, you know, or anybody here, when I came. So one of my church members say, look for PCGR." he says that, you know. So he is my mentor, you know. He, he's some, He's in Vancouver and don't, you know, so... Give me a number, and I contacted I contacted P- PC, and and then uh, and PC is, uh, was ever ready to help. Right, he was so helpful, and he knew that I'm in the insurance in- industry. And one day he arranged a meeting. He, I think it was uh, Sean and uh, Melinda's uh, Sean's sis- sister-in-law Elaine or somebody, and and, and and Thomas. So he called all his friends William, Maureen, and then. T- so what happened was uh, I, I went to a few churches. I, I asked the Lord, right? I'm looking for a church, a home church, right? And uh, so uh, I think William and Maureen invited me to his church, uh, which is the, the Four Square Northside Church in David and Lansdowne, the church up up north here, right? So I went to the church. I went there two, two times, I think once was even for their Christmas, uh, I think, not sure, party or what, and uh, so I was moving around, and one day and then I was thinking, oh, I know that PC Chuck attends this church, maybe I should just go and come to this church. Yeah. So, so sure, we came here. I was sitting somewhere around that 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 area there. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was uh, during the worship or during the message. But something happened, the gift of knowledge, I'm sorry, the word of knowledge, right? So God, I'm not sure whether I was just filled with the Spirit or soaked, drenched in the Spirit, you know, and and God was just telling me that, uh, was saying like, uh, you know, you you travel thousands of miles, like actually to be exact about uh, close to 8,000 miles to come here from Malaysia, I was from Malaysia, came here. So God was just telling me, and then He says, I remember He said, so this is your home. So... So uh, I know, and I know, and I know. So I'm, I'm in this church because of the word of knowledge. Uh, so, in the book of Acts, chapter 9, right, just to give an example from the Bible, the word of knowledge, right, uh, so what happened was, uh, there was a certain disciple at named Ananias, remember him? Acts, chapter 9, and the Bible says, to him the Lord said in the vision, so he had, a, he had a sight, he has an appearance, right, Ananias, he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the, street, to the street called Straight. So he asked, God told Ananias to go to the main street, the Straight Street, right? And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, right? So do you know who is Saul of Tarsus? I think most of us know, right? So Saul was a uh, Pharisee, you know? You know Pharisee, they are like, like it's like a, a cult, a sect, you know who is strictly follows customs and traditions. You know, right? So they were the one that opposes Jesus, and sure, obviously he opposed the followers of Jesus. But he was told to go and and pray for Paul, because Paul was converted prior, right? And so he had this vision and said that uh, rise and go to the street. Uh, street called Straight, and inquired the house of Judas for Paul, for behold, he is praying in a vision. And Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight, because he was blinded by the light that appeared to him on the road to Damascus. He was actually on his way to capture and imprison the believers, the Christians. You know, he, he he was attacking the church then, right? And then Ananias said, Lord... I've heard many things about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. Right? He was there to, to imprison, to capture, and to imprison believers. Right? So, what did the Lord say to him? But the Lord said to Ananias, sorry, no, this, this, is, this is the word, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and I will show him how, how many things he must suffer for my name's sake, right? So he had the word of knowledge, uh, sorry, the word, a word of knowledge, right? And so Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hand on Saul, and the Bible says, and, and, and Saul uh, received his sight and be, was filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so it's marvelous gifts given to the church, right? So, the next thing will be gift uh, of faith, right? So, this is a special faith that go way beyond uh, being a Christian, right? All of us have faith. We are, we are Christians, right? We have faith to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and we believe that He rose from the dead, right? He was risen from the dead, you know? That's why the Bible says, as many as who believe, uh, no, sorry, uh, you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved, right? So we have the faith, and we have also faith to, we have a call to live by faith, right? And not by sight as followers of Jesus. So you say, we have the, for the obedience to the faith. So all Christians have that. But this is a special kind of faith. I give an example of a situation where, uh, I've heard of a story where it was a church building plan, and they were deciding to build a church. But when they look at their finances or the resources, what is the fact is that, you know, they're becoming fearful. Why? Because, you know, we, we can't possibly do that. And also, your situation, you, you will rationalize. Let's, let's be practical, you know. We, we can't do that. And even the pastor don't have uh, the, the faith, right? But what happened was a special faith was given to one. And he said, God gave us all the money. By this time, the building opened. So, you know, it comes in power, you know. And what happened was it lifted up the rest of the the members, right, the board, you know. So the gift was given to one man for the whole church to lift the Spirit and help us to believe that such things could happen. And sure enough, from that story, the church was, God met every need. That faith, right, the gift of faith, okay. So I'll just skip this. Next one will be gift of uh, prophecy. So, prophecy is not preaching. Prophecy is to foretell something, to foretell, speaking things that are in the future. So, when you prophesy, you give a direct word for immediate inspiration for you, right? Paul talk about this as a higher gift that is immediately helpful to the Church of Christ, right? He said, "Desire the higher gift, right? Should not God, who wrote, who spoke two thousand more than two thousand years ago, speak today? Not just generally to a lost world, but to a particular person." My testimony is that this happened many years ago. I was a young man working in the office. Um, I was a Christian, and he invited me to because I was working in Sam, in Sam Darby those days, I think some of them know, 21-floor building, and they have a Christian fellowship, and I was invited there to, for, the, for the Christian fellowship. And on that day, there was a man, I'm not sure whether he's a pastor evangelist, I don't know, but I remember that he was a graduate, Christ of the Nation Bible College. He was a graduate there, and he was preaching, preaching, you know. And then after the service, he he, he moved in the gift, of, I'm not, I don't think I'm not sure whether it's a prophet or not, but he moved in the he prophesied. Two person. I'm one, I'm one of the uh, the other person the other guy was, you know, he was uh he's charismatic. So he prophesied to two person on that day. He was prophesying something like, God called you, was speaking to me, God called you, and you say and you try to avoid him, you know. He was saying I was trying to avoid him, and, you know, I was just not I didn't want to know, They want to listen, you know, They didn't want to know, right? But, but actually, God called me to the ministry, and I was like basically reluctant. He was telling me everything, you know. I tell you, so on that day, because of the prophecy, you know, I know and I know and I know God calls me to the ministry. Yeah, so it's a word, direct word for immediate inspiration to you, right? And I still want to quote from the Bible, Ezekiel chapter 37. So God say to the prophet say, "Prophesy." because this is a story about the valley of dry, uh, dry bones, right? So he saw there's a valley full of dry bones. You see? So God said to him, "Prophesy and cause those people you speak over to come alive." So what does the dry bone mean? Dry bones means that the people are shame has been brought very low and discouraged. We say, prophesy, speak to them, right? Over them to come alive. And then he called forth the breath in them, the, the ligaments and the, and the tendons and the joints and the flesh. Then God told him to prophesy again to the four winds and call upon the winds to blow upon the dry bones. So what happened was the people has been put together but there was no breath in them. It's just like if you go to a mortuary, you got the body, but there's no breath in them. So that's why God asked the prophet to prophesy again. And the breath of God rose in them and they became a mighty army. So we are the mighty army of God. So so everyone, so we are not just a a passenger, but everyone is a crew in the body of Christ, right? In His church. So the next one it will be is to talk about gifts of healing. Right? So gifts of healing is plural. Why? Because there are many different kinds of sickness. So this is a power gift. And more often the hand is used to give this lovely gift. James chapter 5, verse 14 says, If anyone is sick among you, sick means without strength, weak, or disease. Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Ask God to use your hand to give this lovely gift. And yeah, that thing I want to say is healing, I checked the, the Greek, uh, the Greek word is, means nurse. Yama, nurse. So, Sometimes the healing may not be instantly healed, like leprosy, instantly cleansed. Sometimes healing means you are being restored back to health. You are getting better and better. And the next one is working of miracles. So working of miracles is often a miracle restoration work, right? It's not a gift of healing, because you can pray for a person that can be healed. For example, if they have a eardrum that is broken, so you are asking God to heal the that eardrum. But when there is no eardrum, that is a miracle when it happens. And discerning of spirits is to distinguish, to identify and to recognize, to know whether of whether this is of the flesh or or of God or of Satan. So this is a gift, right? I mean you can discern angels, you can whether they're good or evil, right? How we need this gift of discernment. Right? We need this gift, whether they're real thing or not at all. Because many of our problems, obviously, is due to lack of discernment. Since we have lack of time, may I just give this testimony? This happened in my former church in Malaysia, and a couple came, came to our church, and the man was, uh, I think he was an architect. He has his own business, and they were coming to our church. And then one day, they decided that they want to serve in our church. That's a good thing, right? And he wanted to be prayed over. And they came before the pastor. came before my pastor. And the pastor was given a, a, a discerning uh, gift of discernment. It was something like, like this. I wasn't there, but it was something like that. He said, like, you come before me as husband and wife but actually the man is, is married, so he's in an adulterous relationship, right? But they, they, but they come before. They came to our church, and they came before the Lord to be prayed over. So it's, it's a discernment, right? The gift of discernment. And also there was a other gifts, of there was also in the Bible, talk about Paul was preaching in Philippi, in Acts chapter 6. And a woman that had the spirit of divination was following Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas, so... This woman uh, has had the spirit of divination, meaning fortune telling. He can predict the future. You know, when I was young, I remember I was young, way younger. I remember I was. I, I didn't know much about this I was with my friend, and we went to see a, fo- a fortune teller, something like that. And you know, we say whether we could go do business together. He was saying, uh, you know, was telling. So, so you know, people were curious, right? So this woman had the spirit of divination, was following Paul and Silas. And what, just listen to what she, she says. She says, these are the servants of the Most High God. Listen to them. They are preaching the way of salvation. So this is what she said about the, Paul and Silas. So the Bible says, day after day, she followed Paul and, and Silas, you know, harassing Paul and Silas. So Paul was very angry, greatly enraged. So he turned around, looked at the woman, and commanded the wicked spirit to come out of her. Uh, the moral of the story here is even she was saying the right thing, right? She was saying the right thing, right? But she was of the evil spirit because she has a different agenda. A wicked spirit and power over the area have a different agenda. So, how useful is the gift uh, of discerning of spirits? The next one, gift of tongues. Actually, it's diverse tongues, right? Different kinds of tongues. But tongues... This means language. That is precisely what it says. Language. Do you know that there are 6,500 languages in the world? Dialects. So God gave them all. It doesn't find anything more difficult to understand, right? God wants us to set us free from the limits of our language because there are strict limits, right? So sometimes... You get stuck in prayer or praise. Can't think of what to say next. So you ask God to give you that beautiful gifts of speaking in unknown language. And so like, you know, or you can sing, or you can praise God, right? But it's a language that is to address God, not man. So it's to address heaven, not earth and how much we need to address God. Because when we are set free to address God, we'll be free to address man. Amen? Mm-hmm. Lastly, but not the least, will be the gift of interpretation. To quote Apostle Paul, if you're going to speak in tongues, in the body of Christ, make sure that there's somebody that can interpret, interpret to give an explanation. So it's not just about like stand up and so, you can see in churches, right, in the days where one speaks in, in tongues, in, in unknown language, and the other interpret, right? I mean, I've been to churches this basically you have one or two, and then, you know, in order, right? And the other thing that you can also have this gift in your private devotion. Ask God to give you the gift of interpretation. Like, as I was preparing for this, and I realized that when I would break out in, in tongues, and I would just ask God to give me the interpretation, and God will give you. So if you're in the body of Christ and you're going to speak in tongues, then, then Paul asks say, ask for God to give you this interpretation. Right? So you, you, you can speak in tongues and then you interpret. So two or three may get up to speak in tongues, but they cannot speak in the body of Christ unless there's someone that has the gift of interpretation. Amen? So let's move to the next slide, which is decision time in the nine gifts, I want us to think for a moment, which of the nine you would like to have for this fellowship? If you you really want them, you will ask. But God will decide. But we should desire. Just like Paul said, earnestly desire the greater, higher gift. So because you say, I just love that gift because the fellowship needs it. I want to be the one that pass the gift on to the fellowship. And then the next slide will talk about when gifts are operating, you know. Wouldn't some de- people develop superiority complex? Others would develop inferiority complex. Well, has yes, such a big gift, you know. I have just a little gift and sat down, you know. And the answer to that is four-letter word. Body. Body, right? so that we don't compare one to another. I won't, I won't compare my eyes with my legs or my ears to my arms, right? I mean, you know, we are body. So if one person in a fellowship is given a spiritual gift, that gift is given to all of us because we are one body, right? So this is the concept, not them and we, but us, the body of Christ. When one member is given the gift of the Spirit, I got the gift of the Spirit. So this will renew your optimism. It will help you receive, give yourself, and learn to give thanks for the gift He has already given to us. Right? I know there are some, right? Mount us, and then lastly but not the least, how is God able to give them? For a fact, He's given those who are in the body of Christ in His church. He can't give them to outside the body. Right? So we are the bo- part of the body of Christ. Is given to us, right? In First in Corinthians, Paul wrote, Paul wrote about, for by one Spirit we are all baptized into the body and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. So what it means is that we were all baptized. I checked the meaning of, of the word. All baptized into one body by the one Spirit. Baptized, I checked the, the, the Greek word. It means pouring out on or putting into so you are so drenched, basically. You're pour out on you and put into you. You're drenched. You're soaked in the spirit. That's where things begin to happen. That's the conclusion of the message. Just hope that uh, you're blessed by it and that you would desire, you earnestly desire, the gifts of the spirit because they are given for the benefit of the church. It's not given, you know, so that you, you for you to have a reputation. It's not given because of my status or because for my power, but I love that gift is because of the fellowship needs it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So I just want to thank God that, uh, uh, Lord, I just want to thank you that, uh, for the conclusion of this message. And I just pray, O oh Lord, that uh, you will uh, reveal to us, grant us understanding, grant us wisdom, knowledge, and a pure heart to desire the gifts, of uh, not for us, but for the benefit of the church. I ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.